0: Welcome everyone to Two Brain Radio. It is our mission at Two Brain to provide one million entrepreneurs the freedom to live the life that they choose. Join us every week as we discover the very best practices to achieve perfect day and move you
1: closer to wealth. What makes a good gym website? The answer to that question keeps changing. Five years ago, I would have said that you need this rotating banner image. Three years ago, I would have said that you have to have one splash page highlighting the benefits of your service. That's true. The problem is that the benefits of your service change by the client you're trying to target. And so you need to be able to adapt. You need to be able to add your own landing pages. Your main cover page should reflect what your most important clients want. That's going to be different from what my most important clients want. So a website that's based on a template with the same kind of rotating image is not going to work anymore. I use for time design for the two brain business.com and catalyst gym websites, because those are the most important websites I own. I want responsive design. That's going to work well on mobile. About 60% of your clients are going to come through mobile and more in the future. I want a responsive designer, which means I can contact them to make changes. And I want to know how to change my own oil. I wanna know how to get in there and add my own posts. I talk a lot about content marketing and that means I have to know the medium through which I'm delivering my content. Using for time design has been my choice now for about three years because Teresa and her team are super responsive. She can answer questions for me. She can show me how to do it myself if I want to, or she can do it for me if I don't have time. She's created a big series of videos for two brain clients in our incubator and growth stages to watch so that they can do stuff like build landing pages themselves. A lot of website companies try to pull the curtain in front of their knowledge. They try to hold a lot of stuff secret so that they can charge you to do the basic things. Just like in car maintenance, changing your oil, rotating your tires. If you want to do that stuff, awesome. If you don't have time to do that stuff, take it to the garage. Teresa at For time Design gives you both options and she'll even teach you how to do it yourself if you want to. I use fortimedesign.com. That's what's made them an official Two Brain partner is our firm belief in their commitment to helping first and a strong sense of service value.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Two Brain Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Mateo Lopez. I'm one of the digital marketing mentors at Two Brain Business. And this is going to be your weekly dose of digital marketing magic. Every week, we're going to go over marketing campaign strategies, useful tips, and updates to keep in the loop on the ever changing landscape advertising on the internet for your business. And in today's episode, we have a very special guest, Cody Bradburn, uh, and you're going to learn a little bit about him and his gym and how he spent, he was able to spend $2,000 in paid ads and generate over $12,000 in front-end revenue. So we're going to figure out exactly how he did that. And so, Cody, how's it going?
0: It's going well, Matteo. Thanks for having me. Ah.
2: Awesome, man. So tell people who are listening, tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and and your gym.
0: Yeah. So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. My gym is CrossFit Mountain Island. It's right outside of the city. We're actually in a pocket that's not super saturated yet. You'll see, I, I got the gym September of 2017. It had been a CrossFit gym for four years already. It had been through three different owners. And when I bought the gym, the guy had uh, six members that were active. So I took over his lease, um, essentially just paid for his assets because he didn't have a business I was buying. And then negotiated with the landlord to give me three months of no rent to build up the membership. And that was it. It was just kind of like a, see what happens. How did you do that? How did I negotiate that?
2: Yeah. Just your Um, Southern charm or how did you do it?
0: You know, yeah, the Southern charm was a factor. But the guy that was managing a property knew that the dude that owned it wasn't doing well. I'm not even sure how he was floating the business. He must have had other assets coming in. But I just told him I was, I was like, hey man, there's not a lot of CrossFit gyms out here. I think the market can handle it and it needs it. But as of right now, if I'm going to sign this lease, I'm I'm not going to pay you rent because the money's not there from the business. I'll say, I can take over and I can fix it. I know I can fix it. I just need some time. So he um, agreed to that, gave me from, let's see, he gave me October, November, December. So I didn't even have to pay rent until the 1st of 2018. And at that point, I mean, the first thing I did when I bought the gym, I remember the first day I took over, I called Chris because I knew I was going to go into two brain. I just, I had money put back that I could use to pay for incubator, but it would have dug into my safety net for my first month's rent. So I told Chris the situation on the phone. He suggested I wait until I've got enough cash flow to pay rent and then do incubator. So I did that, waited until about, I want to say it was January or February. I'd had gone, i grown it from six up to probably 40 to 50 members at that point. Uh, I was coaching a lot of the classes. I had one other coach helping me out.
2: Tell us a little bit about that. How did you go from six members to 50 in six months?
0: Uh. So I was following two brand already. I I was reading all of Chris's love letters, listening to the podcast, uh, following along the Facebook page. So a lot of just warm market. I mean, I reached out and connected with all of the ex members because at one point, like this first or second owner had gotten the gym up to like 70 members before, but then he had some issues with the space. um, Got burned out. We all know the story. Coach, all the classes didn't want to do anything as far as the business side and then burned out and sold it. But Reached out to all the old members, kind of wrote up a bio about myself, gave them my story, connected with them. I mean, went out and put mailers and mailboxes in all the local neighborhoods, you know, walked around, met a lot of the local business owners. A lot of my, I mean, I say, I say a lot, the six members that were still there told all the old members that, you know, it was moving in a better direction. Yeah, warm market mostly. It was all warm market. And then a lot of old members and then a handful of just local, I mean members of the community, I guess, came around.
2: Okay, so were you a coach before, or were you a member before, or how did did that happen?
0: Oh, dude, it was weird, man. So, like, I was, I've been coaching for five years. I've actually got to get my level two here soon because my level one's running out. I was managing a CrossFit gym in the city at the time. I'd been managing it for a little over a year, I would say. I was managing coaching there. The owners were remote. They lived out in Nashville. The member, the gym was about 10,000 square feet. I mean, the membership was hanging out around 180 to 200 for the most part, but I didn't really know a lot about running a business, especially across the gym. I'd coached prior to that, but it was a lot of um, experience I gained managing that place. right? So how I found out about, about my gym now, it was for sale.
1: My mother,
0: her friend was a member at that gym. So then she told my mom that, hey, this gym's for sale. Mom told me, I was like, well, I can't afford to buy a gym, but I'll go look at it and see, you know, might as well go check it out. And it was actually really close to my house. It was about, it's 12 minutes away from where I live, which was half the distance of the gym I was managing. And it was in a cool spot. I did some research, uh, met the members, met the owner. And yeah, man, it just kind of the way it all happened was a blessing. But it was um, one of those stories is like, it's, it was meant to be right in quotation there. Because just the way, the way that it, it happened was just wild. But found out about the gym, and then within, within two months, I was owner.
2: A lot of people are, uh, we talked to a lot of people who are thinking about opening a gym or thinking about buying a gym. Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about buying an existing business versus just starting from scratch?
0: From what my experience from buying the gym, I mean, I think there's pros and cons. The, the big pro is that it was already, you know, it was a brick and mortar location, it was already set up, the equipment was there. I just literally it was turnkey, right? I mean, turnkey as far as the gym goes, not turnkey as far as the business goes. I had to learn a lot about how to run the business because I was used to coaching and just some low-level managing prior to owning it. But the con would be that it had a the brand had a reputation that I had to overcome, right? So I went through the process of considering you know completely rebranding, changing the name.
2: Did you do that or you sounded no, like you didn't do that?
0: No, I ended up keeping it. Yeah, I kept the I kept the name and just did a lot of work overcoming people's perception mostly with advertising myself.
2: Yeah, so cuz it sounds like you did a lot of direct outreach. It sounds like you you kind of sold yourself to the six people you had and then said, "Hey, go spread the word to the other six to the other people who maybe have left." Yeah. So it seems like that was really effective for you. When people came back, did you, you know, what did you offer them to try and get them to, to to try it out again?
0: I don't remember offering, I mean, I have never done discounts. I don't remember offering discounts. I don't remember, I, I think for ex-members, for because this, this was prior to me going to Incubator, for ex-members, I offered them a free class, those that had done CrossFit, so they could see my coaching style, get an experience as far as how class structures were going to go now versus how they had been prior and then just talked in person. We just sat down for coffee and just chatted about, you know, me answer their questions, but I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a very hard time overcoming those objections as far as new old members coming back, because when they left, they left because of the coaching style and the management of the previous owner. And I think it was pretty apparent when they met me and saw how I ran a class experienced that, that it was going to be different. So that was those were pretty easy sales because they came back, tried a class, were like, "Yep, this is what I want," and then they signed back up.
2: So then, what was different about your service?
0: Well, I don't want to like speak badly about the previous owner. He wasn't into CrossFit for CrossFit. He was in. It was interesting. He didn't do CrossFit. He didn't exercise. He didn't understand the methodology. He didn't have. He didn't even have a level one. He had the affiliate in a coach's name that had a level. So he was like bringing in random trainers, some without certifications, to run classes with that didn't have experience crossfitting. I mean, I've I've been told stories about members having keys to the gym that when the coach wasn't there, they would just open up and work out by themselves and lock up. Anywhere from you know from that to you know the coach coming in, turning on the lights, playing music, and then going and sitting in the office and on their phone for the duration of the class while members worked out to you know them trying to run like a kids program simultaneously with the class without a coach being there for the kids program it was yeah dude, it was it was gnarly oh wow so when they walked in and met a guy that was like passionate about crossfit you know was opening up every day closing every night you know the whole romanticized concept of owning a crossfit gym you know that's not sustainable but they met me they could tell i was passionate they, they saw me all the time you know they could tell i cared about the gym and I was invested in them.
2: Yeah. So just coming in and coaching the class seems like that was a big step up in the,
0: yeah, man. Yeah, it was massive.
2: In the right direction.
0: It was, yeah.
2: Okay. And tell me a little bit about the outreach you did with the people in the community. So you said you went to other businesses and just kind of introduced yourself. What was that like?
0: <laughs> it was um, interesting because prior to I mean, owning this business, I've never had any experience with sales and I didn't realize at the time that I was essentially selling myself. But I mean, I wrote a bio about myself um, and the gym as far as like vision for the gym and what the goal was to accomplish. And then just drove out to businesses and took these flyers, <laughs> like apartment complexes and local restaurants and small mom and pop shops, and just talked to them, told them, you know, I, I'd taken over the, the gym, told them where we were at, what we were doing. And then encourage them to come by and just try it.
2: Awesome. And okay, so you, you took over this business. It sounds like it was just you. Was it just you, or did you have did you have, have another other coach? Another coach. Okay.
0: Yeah, that was um, really an intern because they went and got their level one like a month prior to me taking over, and then they wanted to come in and just learn everything about it. So
2: okay, so it was you and a part timer. You worked you worked your butt off to try and. and, and salvage this business. You're able to have some amazing growth going from six members to 50 in six months. Right around that time, you, you, you've been following two brain, you've been following Chris, but right about that time, six months later, you decided to pull the trigger. What motivated you to, to make that decision? And then, you know, what was kind of the, the change you saw after going through the incubator?
0: Um, the motivation for me was that I didn't want to be that guy that was, you know, five to 10 years deep into the business with CrossFit, across the gym and still be coaching all the classes, getting by worrying about the next steps. As far as like business growth, I didn't want to get caught. I didn't want to pay all that money every month to burn out or to be confined to my business. I don't, I don't think that entrepreneurs own businesses to be slaves to the business. I think if I wanted to have that kind of a schedule, I would just pick up a nine-to-five somewhere and have the stability of that without the stresses of business ownership. So I went with Two Brain because I knew that it was going to give me the freedom to lead the lifestyle I want to lead. Differences I noticed, it was – I knew how to coach. I knew how to be personable. I knew how to relate to members. I was invested in them. So that was all easy. I mean, we all do that. But I had no idea how to run a business. So what I learned from the incubator was – Chris's mindset and the two brain mindset as far as how to separate yourself, how to create value, how not to compete with other gyms on price. Um, the reason not to give discounts, you I know, mean, it, it was like, I mean, it was a perspective shift, right? So it was understanding that if we want to be, I mean, at the top of this business model, we have to do things that other gyms don't do. So I learned all those things that, we do that separate us,
2: amazing, and how you said lifestyle was important, how did your lifestyle change from before to the, the incubator and then after going through it
0: well, I mean it 's ten o'clock in the morning right now. I just had breakfast i 'm drinking coffee, talking to you, and i 'm not freaking out about the gym right <laughs> like, I guess
2: that there you go upset right? I mean,
0: yeah we've got i mean every day Monday through friday we 've got six classes that run a day with personal training time slots opened up throughout those between those classes. Um, as well as no sort of intro time slots. I mean, I've got eight employees. All of So, I mean, really, I'm responsible for three classes a week, and that's because I want to. I mean, I've got a waiting list of employees that like want more classes, but I'm still in a place where I want to have a presence in the gym. I'm trying to figure out how I can replace myself that doesn't negatively impact the – members experience. So I'm not there yet. I've got a long way to go with that. But you know I mean, like if, I know that if I want to coach classes, I can, but I don't have to, if I want to spend my time doing things, they're going to grow the business. That's been the biggest change is I'm not, I'm not imprisoned in that, what the business has to have to stay sustainable, you know?
2: Yeah, totally. I, I totally get that. That's amazing. Sure. And so in your own words, it sounds like you've, you've really upgraded the service from the previous uh, ownership, from the, the way it was previously run. So in your own words, what do you sell and how do you sell it?
0: I mean, I sell, and I think we all sell, a fix to people's problems, right? That's that's what we're doing. We're trying to genuinely change lives, right? So we sell an experience and information that is going to impact not just the member, but the entire member's like close circle, right? So like they are their family, right? So if we impact a mom. I mean, like last week, my girlfriend and I, we had a power hour nutrition consult with the lady that's doing the six week challenge FaceTiming. And like we were giving her advice that was going to directly impact her husband and her kids because she's the one that does the grocery shopping and the cooking, right? So if we can change her experience and her mindset on health and fitness, I mean, we're going to impact a lot more than just her, right? So that's what we sell. We sell... I've hardly believed that we sell a fix to chronic disease through CrossFit and our, our our education and experience. Uh, I sell it by connecting with people, right? So if someone doesn't trust me or they don't think that I have credibility, they're not going to buy from me. But if they come in and we can connect and I can make them laugh and they can see I'm a person that just has a fix their problem – and they can look around and see that I have credibility by the business and people that are already there giving social proof. I mean, the only question is can they afford it after that, because really, they know that if they know they have a problem, if they're in my gym, if they've come in, they know there's a problem and they need that fixed. And if they like me and they can afford it, there's no other missing pieces.
2: So I think that's so true. I think the, the key, what you're talking about here is you know, the key to sales is, is problem solving, right? People People are turning to you, people are walking in through your door, people are calling because they have a problem. They may not know what it is exactly just yet. And that's kind of our job right. to coach them through that and tease it out. But but yeah, that's really the motivating factor for for all, all of sales, right? It's, right? people have a current problem, current situation. They're trying to get to a their desired spot, their their desired solution. And and it sounds like you do a good job of positioning yourself as that solution. So You said getting people to know, like, and trust you is critical. So walk us through that sales process. What happens when someone walks in through the door?
0: Yeah, uh, they walk in, they're on the schedule, we're expecting them. So they meet with me or my girlfriend, Noel, or one of the coaches. And we offer them a bottle of water or a cup of coffee. We kind of show them the gym. If there's a class going on, we'll give a quick breakdown of like the class structure, what's happening. We'll tell them a few members' names so they have some identity and then we'll head into our office. We actually have an office that we use for no sweat intros. It has, you know, some pretty comfortable leather couches, or I'm sorry, leather, leather chairs. We have a coffee bar, a desk, and we'll sit in a little, we'll sit side by side. And yeah, we'll just go over. I mean, we, we use the no sweat intro sheet from the incubator. We basically start with like, okay, hey, well, why are you here? What's your problem? So we, start, we have some direction on how to talk to them. And then we just connect. I mean, we try to find out why, what's, why health is important to them why fitness is important to them. We try to find the real reason they're there, not just the the superficial stuff. And once we've figured that out, we just educate them. So we explain to them why it works, how the process works, um, what they can expect, and find out if their desire is more group or personal training. We use the help first model. So just based on what you need help with, this is how we can help you. This is how we suggest we help you. Um, what we prescribe, and create like a vision of how this service is going to positively impact their quality of life. Because if they can envision that and we can prescribe what we think is best, that usually gets the um, the ball rolling for them.
2: That's awesome. The, the fact that you greet them and you give them a, a bottle of water or a coffee, it kind of st- starts off that you're, you're using that reciprocity principle where it's like you're right. giving them something. Now they're kind of primed to give you something back in return. Uh, so that's amazing that you do that. And then when you bring them into this office, it sounds like you create a, you know, you're controlling the environment, controlling experience, and you're not stuck in the chaoticness of the class or trying to talk over the music. I think that's super important. And it's a lesson. It took me a long time to learn. And I think a lot of others are struggling with that too. But I, I, think, I think you bring a good point And I can't stress the importance of having that separate space to conduct your intros and that it's clean and it has nice leather couches and it's, it's an appealing place to be. So that's amazing. So awesome. So so now tell us a little bit about so the life, your lifestyle change in, in the sense that you were able to, you know, bring on some other coaches, you're able to have coffee right now and talk with me. But walk us through some of the numbers. You know, how did your your gym on the business side and some of the metrics change after going to the incubator?
0: For sure. So after the incubator, I most of the growth for the business was in systems. Learning how to connect with the warm market i had show them value i still didn't understand facebook or instagram advertising I, I would you know boost a post here and there that was having good organic reach but i didn't really know what that would do i didn't have a system in place to capture those people that saw it so long story i, I also signed up for the uh, marketing incubator too that was that was back in like may or june so it was about six months after the incubator and then or no it was closer to the end of the year so like around august september but i got through the marketing i mean i remember sitting right here at my coffee table in my house or my dinner table for a weekend eight nine hours a day working through the entire marketing incubator and having it done by the following monday and i had ads you know click funnels landing pages all live and going with zaps texting me about new leads um in a couple of days, I went through all of it super fast. So as far as that goes, that taught me about how to get out into the actual online marketing space, and that was huge. That was huge. So as far as metrics go, now we're up around like eighty-seven to ninety members, um, trying to break through that threshold of hundred people. Let's see. So far, I've spent a little over two thousand dollars on paid ads. Two thousand fifty-four. My average cost per lead for women's six forty-three. For men, it's about eight eighty four. Um, so pretty low. Now we're just trying to figure out the best systems to improve no sweat intro shows, right? So just using Uplaunch, you know, following along with you and Blake, using the systems you guys preach to make them show up. Because if they come in at the gym, we'll probably sell them. But out of that two thousand and fifty four I put in the front end revenue's been twelve thousand four hundred and eighty eight dollars and seventy four cents and that's all solely based on like six week challenges I've got a couple doing the hundred day journey, and then that's not including like a r m or membership after they finish their challenge that's purely front end so
2: wow, that's awesome man, and so it sounds like you know you've had this awesome journey from taking this this derelict business and, and making it your own completely changing the way you, you offer the service. You've kind of made a name for yourself in the community. You've done a lot of outreach, you've worked through your systems, you've hired a staff and you've now created a a way in which you can kind of grow and control the growth of your gym through some of the paid advertising strategies. So, you know, what do you think has been the key to your success so far?
0: I mean, if I had to say one thing, I'd say consistency has been key to success because Saying you're going to do something to your members or your coaches and then following through is huge. People see through that. And then just consistently every day doing the things that need to be done as far as like CEO tasks and owner tasks. that are going to move the needle for the business so that I can positively impact the coaches and the members without martyring myself, my quality of life. Right. So if you're not consistent in those things. It's not really going to push the needle for you but consistently working through the incubator, consistently working through the marketing. I mean, right now, my girlfriend, Noelle, and I, um, she's helping me run the business now. We're redoing the incubator and the marketing modules so that we can both in the same page. And so it's, it's cool for me because now I've been doing it for about six months, you know, a year. I'm getting the same information from, from a new perspective because I've experienced a lot of it. So I'm kind of, we're redoing some landing pages. We, we, we just finished redoing our website. But I mean, I think it, it comes back to being consistent. And doing the things we all know we need to do and that you guys tell us to do because you know, it works to be able to keep advancing our businesses. For
1: sure.
2: Awesome, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think what you're touching on is holding yourself accountable and making sure you're following through the things you're going to say you're going to do and consistently growing and consistently learning. And even if you think, you know, something going back again and, and, it's kind of like CrossFit fundamentals, you know, going through the incubator, you're going through business fundamentals, which, and and I also think a big part of that is mentorship, right? That's what the mentor is there to help you do is to keep you accountable, keep you, make sure you're consistently growing and challenging yourself and pushing yourself and getting to that next level. And I think that's kind of the key, the key difference with what we do and, and with some of the other stuff that's out there. So awesome, man. Well, thanks for hopping on. And sharing yep. your coffee with me this morning. Am I going to see you at the summit? Will I see you in June?
0: Yeah. We're actually looking at Airbnbs and plane tickets this morning right now. Nice. Uh, the summit and trying to find some people to stay with or uh, just grab a hotel. But yeah, that's uh that's on the agenda and we're gonna make it happen. So we can be out there and actually meet you guys.
2: Nice. Well, hopefully we'll see you there and then uh, yeah, keep crushing it, dude.
1: Thanks man. I appreciate all the information and help. Hey everyone. Chris Cooper here. I'm really thrilled To see you this year in June in Chicago at the 2019 Two Brain Summit. Every year we have two separate speaking tracks. There's one for you, the business owner, and there's one for coaches that will help them make better, longer, more meaningful careers under the umbrella of your business. This year we've got some pretty amazing topics like the client success manager, how to change your life, organizational culture, the business owner's life cycle, how to have breaks, how to have vacations, how to help your marriage survive owning a business motivation and leadership, how to convert more clients, how to create a GM position that runs your gym for you and leaves you free to grow your business, uh, how to start a business owners group in your community and more. The point here is to do the right thing that will help gym owners create better businesses that will last them for the long term, get them to tinker phase, help them be more successful, create meaningful careers with their coaches and give their clients a meaningful path to long-term health. We only do one big seminar every year and that's the Two Brain Summit and the reason that we do that is because a big part of the benefit is getting the Two Brain community together and and welcoming strangers into our midst and showing them how amazing gym ownership really can be. We'll have a link to the Two Brain Summit including a full list of all speakers and topics on both the owners and the coaches side in the show notes. I really hope to see you there.
0: As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do drop a like to the episode, share with a friend. And if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on how, what you think, if you hated it, let us know if you loved it even better. See you guys later.